Trust with you, comrades. And thank you for tuning in to number one Soviet podcast in America, The Pod People. My name is Tanya. Hi, I'm Dark Spider-Man, a.k.a. Uh, Staying Alive, Ben Sheets. I'm Cleveland Mosier, and there is a spider deep in my soul. Has it been there for years? Yes. <laughs> Will it let go? It just won't let go. Okay, uh, yeah, let's talk about this movie that we just watched. Um, it was my pick this week. And I said, hey, let's keep the 2020 train rolling. Let's check out a, a foreign film, a Russian film uh, that just came out recently. It's called Sputnik. And boy, howdy, we were rushing to see it. Oh, yep. <laughs> it's called Sputnik. It was directed by uh, Igor Ebramenko, and it stars Oksana Akinshina, Fedor Bondarchuk, Pyotr Fyodorov, and Anton Vasilev. And uh, it's about an alien that comes back from space with some cosmonauts. Mm -hmm. And you better be re ready for thrills and chills, because this film is is USSR rated. <laughs> well, no, it's rated 16+. Actually, it's, not. Plus. it's rated 16+, plus, which is a weird rating, but anyway... Uh, it's Russian. I don't know how their rating system works. They don't have the MPAA. Yeah, maybe they have the CCCP. The, no, they have the art. Uh, <laughs> what was art, it? The, art video studio. Yeah, <laughs> art, art, my uncle Sergeyev. Uh, <laughs> art film. Art picture art, entertainment. <laughs> art. That's what we make. It, we make art picture entertainment. Uh, I think it was art picture studio. Since 1992, <laughs> we make art picture. We make art pictures here at art picture studio. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this was an interesting movie. I loved it. It fucking ruled, man. It's not. It's not what I was expecting. No, um, I don't. All, all I really knew about it was that it was a Russian alien flick. I thought it took place in space. I mean, the title would you'd assume. Well, uh, and with it the first it? five minutes, you expect it to like all be in space. And yeah. Nope. Nope, it takes place on the ground most of the time. I heard a lot of uh, comparisons to Alien on this one, and I see it, but not as much as I was expecting based no. on like, the stuff I had heard. No. I'd heard that this was like a straight-up Alien ripoff, and it's not. Like, oh, it's, no, not at all. It's its own thing. It's got flavors of other of other stuff there's some it, avatar shit in here honestly i, I think it, it takes way more inspiration from like jurassic park and et and and like uh steven oh, spielberg yeah, it does kind of have some spielberg this, vibes to it this movie it? has a little like 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 uh indiana jones vibes and stuff it's got like 80s adventure movie written all over it by much, the end I was, than, by the end i was getting mad uh avatar vibes yeah. off of yeah. it. i'll say like stranger things fans will probably have a fun time with this movie i think it hits a lot of the same like sweet spots that Stranger Things does. I think I prefer Stranger Things. Yeah, but, I think uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things is quite a bit stronger. better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's definitely like it's it's cheesy, but it, it it's it's not afraid to just like to just like fall right into those tropes. It doesn't stumble through the tropes, in my opinion. Like it it just like like lets go and just falls into them beautifully. Like I I enjoyed almost all the tropey sequences See, in this the, film. The thing is, is you say it's it's cheesy and. I don't know if I would have described it as cheesy until about an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Yeah. By the end, it is out. It becomes extremely cheesy. Another uh, Spielberg vessel that it reminded me of was Super 8. Oh, yeah. Never saw that one. 
Yeah, um, it's very similar. Yep. Let's get into the the plot a little bit. Uh, the film is set in 1983. It uh, starts with a pair of cosmonauts in a um, drone in or something. No, well, no, because Sputnik was just a satellite. Sputnik was. Have, yeah, I don't it know why it's called Sputnik. Yeah. It. They weren't in Sputnik. So why is this movie called Sputnik? I don't know. Um, maybe Sputnik means something in Russian. I'm sure too lazy to look it up. All right, good. Um, but uh, it starts with a couple cosmonauts in a, a little space pod doing something up in space. Uh, something happens up there, and uh, it it crash lands in uh, Soviet Kazakhstan, and um, we see that oh. they are uh, they are bloodied and uh, much worse for wear. Did you find something? Uh, yeah, actually, the title does make a lot of sense. Uh, uh, in, in explain. Credit, credit to the movie. The, the name Sputnik translated means a traveling companion. Oh, okay. Uh, so yep. it's, it's actually it's an ideal name, frankly. Okay. So yep. yeah, no, uh, no foul there. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That tracks. So we then cut to uh, our protagonist, uh, Tatiana, who is a psychologist who uh, tried to drown a kid to heal him or something. Yeah. I was kind of not paying attention We're to that We're introduced to our main character. No, you were. That, that was it. <laughs> by, like, a, a review board trying to discipline her because she drowned a child. She tried to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she said it was for some kind of medical treatment. Yeah, so the kid, like, apparently had, like, seizures or there's something wrong with his lungs or, like, just a, just a cocktail of all of those issues. And for whatever reason, like, he needed to stop breathing for a period period of time or whatever i don't know and so like she like submerged him underwater for a minute and he almost <laughs> the, drowned and died but apparently it did help with the seizures well, the, the i don't way, know the science on the that i don't they, know if there is science the on way that they but. explained it was it was psychosomatic from his mother overly protecting him and so with any danger he would just seize up and so she forced him <laughs> she into forced danger him. by <laughs> making him drown and then pulled him out and then suddenly his seizures stopped because he wasn't so afraid anymore the wonders of soviet medicine <laughs> that is um, so anyway she's approached by a uh, a soviet colonel uh colonel uh Samiradov, who sort of takes her trying to drown this child as like a sign of her being willing to take risks. Yeah. And the whole movie, I, I I could not get like the face of Buster Keaton. I mean, sorry, Michael Keaton out of my mind. <laughs> Buster Keaton. Uh, not Buster Keaton. Sorry. That would be way funnier. <laughs> I, I I'd say I just I just aged my I dated myself, but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not old enough to. For, anyway, uh, point is you are uh, in spirit. It's okay. Yeah, it's true. I'm an old man. But anyway, yeah, uh, the guy looks like uh, uh, Russian Michael Keaton. Uh, just to, so you can conjure that imagery. So uh, yeah, he takes her to a secret military base in uh, Kazakhstan, and uh, I didn't see Borat. I was looking for him the whole time. Mm. Kind of disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, reveals that they have been uh, watching and uh, and studying the uh, one surviving cosmonaut from uh, from the 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 probe, and uh, he seems to not have any memory of what happened up there. But oh my god! Then it turns out he's got an alien inside of him, and it's hanging out, and it comes out every night to do stuff, and then crawls back in there and. It's cool. Yeah. I thought the uh, the delivery of information in this film was well-paced. We get what we need when we do for the sake of yeah. tension. Like, I, I enjoyed it for that. Um, my favorite 
uh, part of the film probably was the uh, the introduction of the alien and the exposition behind it, uh, which is funny because last episode. I uh, talked a lot about how I loved that there was no exposition in Possessor. I thought that just allowing us to ambiently like take part in the world was was enough for me there. Here, it was very appreciated, uh, largely because this is a very different kind of movie. Extremely. <laughs> very different kind of movie. Um, and in this sort of setting, I love good exposition. And... I thought it was great. They they give us a full breakdown uh, with wonderful, like, cool concept arty medical illustrations of the beast and uh, how, like, whenever it exits from him, it, uh, like, secretes this goo that, like, you know, like, pacifies him and knocks him out, like, so he doesn't, like, suffer from, like, super trauma every time, like, a giant... He vomits a, a, a up wild, a slug. Yeah, he vomits up a spider slug. Yeah, it gets into the the way it's able to like bundle itself up, almost like an octopus. You know how it can fit into small spaces. Um, so like it can come out of him and be like about the size of like an orangutan. You know, like uh, just about like it's 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 like mid sized monkey. It I gets would say, bigger by the end proportionally. Yeah, um, never massive. No, though it it stays which about, I was kind of expecting. Um, <laughs> I was kind of expecting it to get big. But yeah. uh, it gets big enough, fine. and it's got sort of a flat body to it with sort of a secondary, like big flat mouth sort of situation, which is cool. So like it kind of it can kind of unfurl and make its posture bigger. And the CG was fucking dandy, in my opinion. I thought that the monster looked great the whole time. Yeah, it looked like a slimy like Sizor from Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I can see that a little bit. Interesting. Got some uh, some Cloverfield uh, monster vibes from it because it walks oh. around on its its knuckles, four legs. Yeah, yeah kind of like backwards bent uh, elbows. Yeah, I'm um, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, it looks it looks good. Um, I've had a lot of conversations uh, with friends and colleagues about what combination of creatures would be the most terrifying and for years i've been settled on spider snake i think that a snake with a spider's face is just literally the worst uh i I think it is just it's just wretched and it's just everything i hate and they did it really well here uh the design i i mean see i would argue that spider snakes already exist and they're called centipedes and yes they are are the worst oh yeah so true though oh yeah i'm not like a a a scared of bugs kind of guy but i am scared of giant centipedes centipedes suck man (laughs) too many legs um uh like they they are they're rough and this creature it has this wonderful like cobra like a uh, situation with like the back of its head and like sort of an unfurling head like, flaps co- yeah head flappy yeah. like cobra pattern and its face is just straight up a spider face um when the mouth is closed what's fun because it, it has like almost like a chelicera situation and it looks like it just parts in the front but when it gets mad it parts all across it almost like a like an and octopus all the way situation. down its chest yeah. and all the way down its chest yeah so yeah. like its whole body is a mouth awesome like seriously like cool ray, yeah. um whenever it comes out like it starts out almost like as a slug and then like as its arms separate out like like it's sort of monkey like 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 forearms like come out it looks and it's, so yeah. good like and all the musculature point, is there and it's all ooey and gooey and textured and it's it's in low light but in full detail and at some point it grows legs because by the end, it's got legs, but it doesn't start well, with them at the they're beginning. They're little legs. They're like little tentacle legs at the bottom. They're not like the they're not forelimbs that seem to have like bone in them. They're well, by the end of the movie, it has legs that yeah. it's walking around on. 
Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, we see that yeah. multiple times. Like yeah. at a certain well, they're kind of like folded up in the tail region. I guess. I think. I mean, they talk about it adapting, adapting because yeah. it learn it adapts the ability to hear at some point. Wow, just like the masterpiece uh, film Splice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, I got some Splice vibes from this movie. Yes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think the reason all of the exposition in this movie works is because it's all slowly revealing the mystery of what the deal with the alien really is. And so, you know, seeing the progression of the alien kind of adapt and mm-hmm. grow every day, it comes out of him at like 2 a.m., but every day it comes out for a little bit longer. Yeah. So it's growing and taking more and more of him. They, they describe it as using him as a spacesuit, which I, I think is, is kind of a fun way to look at that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I, I think the reason to sort of go what you're off of what you're saying, Ben, the reason they're able to get away with the exposition is because, like, this isn't a movie where, like, the alien is loose in the facility, like, hunting them and them trying to hunt it down. Like, they're studying it progressively throughout the entire movie. Like, when... When, when our main character is introduced to it, like, they have the alien contained. So, like, them filling her in on, like, all of the scientific knowledge that they have about that they've been able to observe makes sense. It's exposition without feeling like it's solely for the benefit of us, the audience. Here's my question for you guys. How do you feel about how early they show the alien in its entirety (laughs) i thought it was fine normally i'm not a fan of that like uh but considering what the alien looked like i needed that time to get to know it for like the purposes of the plot and the direction that it goes i thought it was necessary and and again not a fan of showing the monster early generally but here fine thought it was great no critique what about you, Ben? Well, here's the thing. I I don't think it's that big of a problem that they show it early, but I wish they showed a little more of the danger of it early mm, because, okay. you know, they introduce it and it comes out and they kind of leave it be. You know, you get the, the scene where she goes in the suit, but, yeah. you know, she goes out of her way to, to do that. So it never felt as dangerous as it became in the second half of the movie See, i actually i disagree a little bit because its existence itself is such a wild threat the idea of this thing just like living inside of a person and then like the person just like walking around doing workouts at the gym and being fine unlike the alien in alien which only lives in its host for like a very short period of to time gestate. to gestate and then bursts out and so the host is just discarded but here like it having like a symbiotic relationship with the host is Oh, bad news, man. And it's like, it's like, when is it going to get out? What is it going to do? How is it going to change? And I'm I'm sitting here asking myself all these questions and sitting in suspense. And so I didn't need for it to like be such a total threat because we knew it was since it kills the other cosmonaut. Like in the beginning, we see the, that cosmonaut well, with his he, head like ripped open. He didn't die. He was he was alive later on. They, it's revealed that he's alive yeah, later yeah. in a coma. But, but he's, it looks but, like he's dead. At that time, I thought it killed yeah, him. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's covered. He is like drenched in blood and has it's all over the like ground. A, yeah, and like had his the back of his skull like gashed open when we mm. see him. So it's like, yeah, I think we get that it's a threat, and also like they took him initially to they took the the one that. It, it's living inside 
to a hospital first and then it came out at night and attacked one of the doctors and we like see, we see that uh, we see the pictures of that here's here's where like i'm gonna diverge slightly because i think i think you're mostly right cleveland but i think it would have been more effective in that regard if they hadn't showed all of it so early on i think it's fine that they do but the fact that like like they have it under control and it's not like an immediate threat like even when it attacks tatiana they subdue it by flashing some lights at it you know like it's it's not it's not at that time a present danger where it's like oh this is going to yeah, start killing people any like i was second. saying it well, never feels like an imminent threat you get the pictures of what happened to the doctor we see but, what it's capable of but they have it pretty firmly under control and it's a it's a movie. sort of distancing method to use pictures of what it did rather than kind of show glimpses and i and think i that's agree fine i think it's by it's, design i think that's fine in and of itself but I think it would have been scarier if we didn't see it as much or at all while they had it in the facility while they were studying it. We see the pictures of what it's done. We know that it's capable of harm, but we don't understand it because we don't see it. We just know that there is some kind of alien organism that's coming out of this cosmonaut every night but i think it would have been nicer to have a little bit more restraint with that and sort of build up to a reveal instead of just like showing it immediately and then being like yep we can stun it by flashing lights at it and that's all it takes i mean here's here's my my thought on that i agree that those things would have made it scarier. And again, that's usually why I'm an advocate for not showing the monster early on. But here, I don't think that was the intent. And I think, like, like oh, even the flashing light, yeah, like... It, but I think it would have been more we, effective. What we have, uh, effectively scary, yes. What we have here is essentially, like, a USSR weird retelling of E.T., and yeah. and we are given this like horrible and and it also like with with strong and underpinnings of like La Belle La Bette, like or the Beauty and the Beast where we are given this horrible monster and we're supposed to be shown like that it's not all evil and hence it looking like literally like a spider the most like associatively like xenophobic face on, on a creature you can have to like prime us to be afraid of it initially which is why like those like the flashing the lights on it. Um, torturing it and putting it in a position where it, it, it's sort of forced to kill without seeking alternatives and perceiving it as a weapon to a stereotypical degree. Well, okay, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. That being said, I don't think that... You'd have preferred it. I can dig that. I, I, yeah, but I'm moving on to something else. Okay. Um, I, I think that they don't really succeed at making the alien sympathetic. I need more time. It feels pretty, like, even by the end, like, it still doesn't feel like a misunderstood, like, visitor from another world. Like, it's still, it's still like an alien parasite. It's like, yeah, it has, like, some kind of telekinetic mind meld with its host. Yeah. And he has, like, a degree of control over it. But I never feel like, yeah, we have to let the alien get free. We have to free it from these nasty Soviet scientists. Like, you get 
get that single faint glimpse where you know she's singing to it and it's calming <laughs> yeah, down and then immediately that scene is undercut by it just smashing some dude's skull yeah it obliterating um, some dude's head and the thing is like at the end of the day, this is very body snatchers-esque. You know, it's using a human being as a puppet. Yeah. With glimpses of its prior humanity. And it's just controlling like a parasite. And in that respect, it's inherently not easy to make a sympathetic figure out of that. It's, it's and I don't think it does. It's trying to do the thing where it's like people are the real monsters. But... There's also, like, a monster that cracks open people's skulls and drinks their their cortisone out well, of their brain I, from, from them being afraid. Like, that's what it it subsists on. I was, I was never it's brought to a point... It literally eats fear out of people's brains. <laughs> yeah, no, I was never brought to a point where I thought... Oh yeah, it needs to get away from the facility. Let 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 let's free the alien monster. I I, I was never there. I I agree with you fully there. Actually, you know what? You know what's a better comparison? King Kong, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like like okay. King I'm Kong with, is yeah, better because that. like King Kong is sympathetic. We do feel bad for it, like when it's it's chained and it's brought to Manhattan and all the rest of it. Like there is a catharsis of it breaking out and like you know like r- rampaging a little bit. And yeah. there's the whole like dumb line at the end with beauty, beauty killed, killed the, the beast. beast. And like it, and we have something very similar here. Uh, like the the creature is yeah our hot our hot lead scientist tames the, the the beast within <laughs> yeah and it, it, it I, I'm not I'm not fully agreeing with it. It's not actually what I wanted out of the. Film. Film, but I, I do think like it does that all right. What I definitely did want was a little bit more at the end. Uh, but we'll, and we'll get there. I, you know, like, we can hold off. But uh, the creature having a symbiotic relationship with the host, I thought was pretty interesting. It's like, interesting, I, yeah. And I liked, it's a cool concept. And, and like it isn't necessarily puppeting this guy around like it does if anything the the guy has as much like control with it like he stops it from killing her like he's the one who does that when it when she starts singing to it like she's singing to him essentially well inside every russian man is a hero and an alien monster (laughs) (laughs) you have to tame the alien monster to reveal the true hero yeah i think what they're trying to to say with it is that the alien and the cosmonaut, they have their own autonomy, but they see and feel everything the other sees. So they're like mentally and emotionally bonded, mm-hmm. even though they don't like necessarily have control over one another, which is like in and of itself an, an interesting concept. My problem is that. I don't think they do a good enough job of making any of the characters really likable that, like, the tender stuff works. The movie feels very cold and Soviet to a fault. Like, I liked it at the start, but if if you're trying to... Like, there's, there's, like, a budding relationship between Tatiana and Constantine, and, like, that does not feel earned at all. Like, I don't no. understand And, it, like you said, that... it's so Soviet and cold that you never feel a closeness between them, Right, really. so when, so the, the stuff with, like, oh, she's singing to the alien to try to keep it from sucking the fear out of somebody's brain, like, it's supposed to be, like, a, like a tender moment that 
just like for for me at least does not land. Like, really, I was not I was not able to to develop any kind of like closeness to any of these characters. I I didn't have like that scene specifically. Like the way you describe it, like it isn't necessarily how I perceived it like uh i know i was going to use the term cheesy at the beginning of this but i i enjoyed that scene i thought like the tension was kind of fun with the guys like on the ground like looking at this this creature like seeing what it's going to do and like the call back to the song like it's set up well enough and she's still like terrified and doesn't know if this is going to work and she's putting herself in harm's way to save these like these prisoners who she's already yeah. been told are like terrible people like ethically she's in the right and also too i think she makes a lot of great decisions in this movie like tatiana as a character i enjoyed i i thought she did a great job um i think her acting is is perfectly adequate and her character and i think her character's fine but i don't think the film does anything to provide warmth to her character i think she's still while believable very clinical and cold and i don't buy the tender stuff i i just don't i don't think that it's I think there's too much distance. I don't think we know enough about her to be able to like really like let her in. You know what I mean? Like we don't we don't know shit about her except like what we see in the movie. And you know, I think that's part of the problem for me too is I think the the cold Soviet distance of the film does not mesh super well with the Spielbergian kind of melodrama. The warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they feel like two very disparate elements where both of the two halves kind of work to an extent on their own in the movie, but they don't combine together into a cohesive. Here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I don't think that the Soviet aspects of it were, were the problem for me so much as just the Steve, the like the corny Steven Spielberg bits. Yes, I like, agree. I think that I agree. Like, I think you can absolutely find love in a Soviet lab. I think you can you can do that. But I think it was actually the the melodramatic eighties aspects of it that were what what distanced me well, more. It was the the, the overplaying of the, of the hand. Like it's I said, the juxtaposition yeah. like, does not work. Which I think brings us to one of the best things about this movie, and that is the hallway music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the, the amazing dr- overdramatic hallway music. Um, so uh, at the beginning of the film, uh, she's picked up by the, the colonel for displaying that clearly she's she's willing to go above and beyond for results, right? She's willing to drown a boy to get rid of his seizures, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or attempt to drown a boy uh, to, to get rid of seizures. So she gets picked up and they, they get in the car and they're driving down a dirt road in Kazakhstan and then the most epic music starts playing. It's it's absolutely like Hans Zimmer shit. It's like, oh yeah, bah! it's inception as fuck. And here's the thing. <laughs> I thought it was a really dope track. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fine, well mixed and super fun. But what? They're driving down a dirt road, fam. Why are you playing boss fight music? Like, where is where is the monster? What is going on? We see like the camera pans up, and you see like the the kind of like uh, um you know like uh, brutalist architecture lab in the distance. But it's like in the distance, and like it's not. 
but the music is just like it's all timpani and it's like it's been um like augmented like too so like it's like super bassy timpani and like all the strings are going and it's like you're expecting like them just like to just like cut to black and slam on the title or something like i'm just waiting for literally anything something right? befitting the like, the very like grandiose like kind of epic in the literal yeah, sense like, like music like if you play music like that you would better pan up and show me an entire alien spaceship in the sky right like if you're gonna go that hard or even like a crashed alien spaceship with right, like them a big setting epic up like set a piece. Ba- yeah exactly yeah something really big like but this the music is, goes like you just they got way too excited is it goes it carries on with them just like walking through the halls and right yeah it keeps on going they get to the facility the music is still <laughs> bah, 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 like <laughs> and it becomes a theme yep we call it the hallway music for a reason because this is music that they consistently only use when people are walking with purpose down a hallway (laughs) and And it's not walking with purpose music walking with purpose music is like (laughs) you know that's it's that like that's that's walking with purpose hallway music but here like they walk out of the hallway and just immediately like like like, it got to the the point where by the end it was cutting like as soon as like they were walking down the hallway it'd be doing like the really dramatic music and somebody would walk into a room and the music would cuts off yeah and then they would go back out into the hallway and it would start again. Yeah, there's like, a, one point where they had like closed circuit TVs and they cut to one of them and there was the hallway and you get just a glimpse <laughs> of the music. Like it's amazing like like how perfectly timed it was for the hallway cuz like we made that joke uh the first time and then <laughs> for the whole movie it happens every well, time they go turned, out of the hallway like it's like, it'd be great for a drinking game it ended up turning into a joke about the music being confined to the hallway <laughs> they're just <laughs> piping it in yeah <laughs> like when you're out in the hallway that's the music but as soon as you leave the hallway like the music can't follow you it's st- it's trapped in the hallway incredible um so uh there's there is a reason for that but it's not a good reason um for the hallway uh, music yeah like uh and that is i see your look i'm not i'm not trying to explain away the hallway music i'm trying to explain some of the false logic behind it um okay uh whenever the music stops suddenly it's to usually because they're going into a room that has what is his name what's the cosmonaut's name uh uh, uh, constantine Constantine, it has constantine in it or she's going back into the alien room or you know they're going back into a place that has some sort of dramatic tension in it and those rooms require uncanny silence for the scary thing to happen for you to wait for the tension to build so they clearly like got the score and were like oh my god this music is so epic holy shit like the editor was like where do we we put this this? (laughs) because if we put it during the alien like it won't work like and i'm glad they didn't could you imagine like like because it's the size of a chimp right and like like (laughs) if if it like slithers out of his mouth and we just got like like it would be even it would be worse i will say in terms of its stature like the alien looks creepy but it's not very like physically intimidating no it is is just like it's like it is like a chimp it's like a small (laughs) ape (laughs) well i think that brings up a, an interesting point, and I think it's more, you know, indicative of kind of the direction of the film is there's a lack of restraint. Yes. You know, yes. you could easily just to a use Spielberg this degree music in like the climactic scene where the the alien comes out against the soldiers and just keep it to that point. 
but they they want to make sure it, they get their money's worth out of it and just overuse it. I'll tell you what, though. If I'd seen this movie when I was 18, movie of the year. Because it, I think, yeah, that I, think age, I would have, I think I would have loved, loved the it. shit out of like, this movie I, as a teenager. I still do. I still think this movie is great, but like uh, for very dis- different I don't reasons. Dislike this movie, uh, um, but I don't love it. Uh, uh, I, I love it, but I'm not going to probably not going to have it the highest rating. But uh, if you're a sucker for that kind of thing, I would have probably enjoyed that. Like just the music for itself, and I wouldn't have even realized that like it wasn't as fitting as it should have been, and just had a great time with it. Basically, like if if you if you like most star wars movies you'll probably really love this film um it's it's that kind of uh thing and i'll leave it at that you know i don't i don't know if i would necessarily agree i think this movie is uh a little too slow to be exciting that's the thing for like your average movie do you because it falls between it's almost two hours long soviet coldness and spielbergian things you don't get the best of either and like i said it's i think it's too slow and boring for mainstream spielbergian audiences while too dumb for soviet art house (laughs) film people yeah i no i think i think you're i think you're right um it, it does find a weird middle ground like i said like i wouldn't have described it as corny until like well into the second half of the movie like hallway music aside that's when all of the like really heavy spielbergian shit kicks in in the second half and i really was not anticipating it based off of the pace and tone of the first half of the movie and like it's slow but i was kind of like vibing with it it's like the the delivery of information felt just about right like i wasn't really able to connect with any of the characters but i was still like along for the ride and then just like all of a sudden it starts getting really corny and really tropey and you start getting shit like the next thing i wanted to talk about is the doctor who she butts heads with at the beginning, but then it turns out at the end he's not actually a bad guy. That is like so tropey. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I was. Well, I, this movie was really. I, the roll, I rolled my eyes so hard. There, there's a sequence where he like takes her in secret to show her that they've been feeding uh, like political prisoners. Which to probably one of my favorite scenes because it it immediately conjures imagery of Jurassic Park. They're in the yeah. old jeeps. They they drive up up to the area, which is in a different it's like part a of the lab. Big enclosure, mm-hmm. big big chain link enclosure. Uh, what's cool about it is like the the enclosure in Jurassic Park is all leaves, and you can't see the T Rex. Yeah, um, you they, can't see the raptors. The yeah. raptors, right? You just see the sheep being lowered down. Um, and here, like it's naked, like it's a, it's it's a big cement floor warehouse, and the ch- there's just enclosed chain link and nothing inside, and it's all like barren. And I thought that was cool. I, I think it's it's fun juxtaposing those scenes because it's very clear, like it's soon as it cut to the shot i was like oh shit we're getting a jurassic park moment I mean, yeah, Fuck, it's, yeah it's it's a it's a fine sequence as it is it is once again very spielbergian in terms of like the scene by itself fine i was i was on board with it i i, I thought it was cool um but my the point, context around it my my point is to to go back to the doctor is 
he shows her this and then she's like you're feeding people to this creature like how can you do that blah 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 and he gives the oh i'm not the one yeah. doing it it's blah blah, the, blah it's, chain of command it's yeah it's the colonel i'm just doing my job which we saw how that excuse worked out at nuremberg right, right yeah was, well, <laughs> if you were gonna that, say it i was <laughs> that brings you into its own trope of evil military man using this alien as a he wants to make a, a weapon, weapon. Yeah, yeah and that course. is just so trophy played out and beyond played out and i yeah. loved it like like it, it oh, absolutely I is not. it's cartoon and i thought it was fine and fun like uh because you get it really as, early as on as we saw the military involved like i knew that was like that's even that's even the the trope in alien itself yeah ash wants to bring is like his programming is to bring the xenomorph back so they can use it as a weapon right but, like it's expected and like I, that's the setting and i'm okay yeah, with that, that. Was, like, that like you can you can like replay moments like uh uh, that's, uh, uh, you know, like I, I'm okay with the with the the, the trope of like a, a sword fight scene at the end of a movie. It's what I want. It's, like, it's like the it's... the evil general is like a, a stereotype that I'm 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 on board for. And we know this as soon as he says to her the the the, the lovely stereotype of a line. I don't care how you do it. I just want results. I expect results. results. Great. Awesome. We know what we're that, working with, and I'm I'm here to have a dumb fun time. At I that went point. In, I went into this expecting an alien ripoff, so like I was prepared for cliches and tropes. That's not a big deal. But my my point about the doctor is like he says, Oh, I was just following orders, I'm not a monster. And she says, No, you're not a monster. You're a coward, a hardy specimen. And then like when he helps them escape later he's like don't worry i adapt I, like he says i'm not coming with you uh, don't worry i adapt quickly i'm a hardy specimen but now he's a good guy well no it's, it's, like it's him realizing back. it's him realizing the chain of command thing it's him making yeah. a self-sacrifice because he's a bad guy it's done it's overplayed but, i mean like, i get it, it but that's that's why i was like, like yeah sure it's fine but it's just like that's yet another instance it, of like a really heavy-handed trope at that least just made me roll my eyes really hard i agree wholeheartedly there at least he was saying a like a line that wasn't like an up played out trope. Like at least they they tried to write they tried to do it their own way with they the hardy specimen call, They thing. just did a callback. It's, it's corny. Which is it's in not and of good. Itself a trope. Yeah, it's true. But um, better than the I want results. I expect results. Like like you can say that in ways that aren't the way it's been said a thousand times. But uh, that's fine. Um, again, like this film is an homage. But hey, maybe in Russian it sounds better. Mm-hmm. To to go back to our points. Actually, honestly, I think this movie would have been a lot worse with, in, in English. Oh, like, I, agree. I would have had I agree way more. worse. Of the time yeah. like the the russian like definitely watch this film with subtitles to to Sub go back to our <laughs> to go back to our previous point i think the big issue with the other big issue with this film uh they all already touched on um is that it has too many influences on its sleeve and it doesn't know what it is i say this often on the podcast pick a lane yep like uh, it's totally all over the, the place. place like and i think you can do a couple of those those things you can combine a few things you can put snake and cobra together right like you can do that and have something that is alien but recognizable the creature design is a great way to meld a couple of things together but it's still recognizable for what it is it is still an apex predator every aspect of that creature says apex predator in its design it's very clear in its intent visually the the rest the body of the film surrounding the creature cannot say the same for itself when you're trying to do an r-rated et that alone is all right 
do that. But it also tried to in- include like the the Bella Bat kind of stuff and like the whole like. But it never went all the way with any of it. Like, and it just it it putted yeah, out the why ending. Did, why did why did Tatiana fall in love with Constantine? Well, did, did he? That... Did she? I thought she just felt sympathy for him. I never really got like fall in love. I I didn't really get that. Uh, I mean, uh, I yeah. With by, the ending? by the end, I did for yeah. sure. Like as he's about to die and they're like caressing each other's faces and stuff like that and she starts like calling him by a nickname yeah in- I, I, inexplicably like to be to be fair i was i was chanting kiss the spider hole i, I was i was <laughs> saying i was saying that it's that like <laughs> i mean they they don't we don't get like a kiss thankfully no thank god but it's like yeah i mean he's hitting on her for the entire movie this is flirting yeah and like there's it's it's very much there's, like, there's tension between there's them, romantic yeah. tension for sure yeah i like, no doubt and it doesn't it doesn't work here's for me at all here's yeah. what would have been i really thought they were going to go this direction too i thought at some point he was going to take a great deal of damage and then she would become the host for a little bit oh yeah willingly well, she gets she like, gets bit by it pretty early on, and that's before and we nothing all comes the of that. And we were all kind of like, "Oh yeah, well she's infected now. Like she's gonna have an alien in her yeah. as well." And it's never brought up again. She and, limps for like another like twenty minutes. Yeah, in the film, like it could have been days. We don't know how long they're there, but like uh, less than less than they're in a lab. They're there for a week because yeah. they have to feed it every night, and there's they've killed seven people. They're in a lab that's like yeah. like like cooking cooking the results the cooking the books back to moscow like they've probably got access to like some really good oxycodone and other things like <laughs> like there's they've probably got like they've got the good they've got the good drugs in yeah, that she's facility doped the fuck up yeah, yeah like, see- so that that's fine I'll, I'll i'll wave that one off but oh i do really like that explanation because I, we were asking that around the time they give it to us that like how are they getting away with this? One, stereotypically, like, the lab would have killed the alien by now, considering the time and the place and the when and whatnot. Like, they would have killed the alien, and they wouldn't be able to to get away with, like, the feeding and all the rest of it. But it's because the colonel, being an evil man, is feeding lies back to Moscow, and he's trying to get away with it for as long as he can. Oh, uh, did so you know works. he was going to be court-martialed? Until he they told results. us, like, 12 times. They did. He told us that he was going to be court-martialed a solid dozen times. That's why he needs yeah. Results because if he's going to tell Moscow about what he's been doing, he needs to show them results or else he's going to be court martialed. Because if you don't have results, you get court martialed. That's a fact. That's just a fact. That's how it goes. So, yeah, he wants, he In wants to bring. In Soviet Russia, court martials you. Hey. Actually, in this case, Marshall courts you. Because ah. the Beauty and the Beast thing. Anyway, so um, I thought that was fine and fun. He, want, he wants to turn the alien into a super weapon. Great. Uh, all, all fine and good. But are you ready to talk about the ending? No, I I still have more to talk about yeah, how right. tropey that stuff was. Okay. I think I think that stuff is really sloppily handled, and I think the fact that he has to emphasize dozens of times that he's going to be court-martialed is just so hacky. And you know, with the alien uh, coming out, I I was half expecting her to be the alien, or. Even the military man, you know, we see him shoot and then he he kind of goes into smoke and I half expected the alien to go into him, you know, I I feel like they really kind of play it safe with the 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 concepts they have by the end i think there's i think there is a lot well no throughout i think there's a lot of potential for like uh, a 
like thing type angle where it can change its host. So like there's a question of like, ah, well, it's gotten loose. Who who has it? You know, like who is it? Who is it sheltering inside? Yeah. And I think there was that would have been a really fun angle. It would have been a much more fun angle than I am the monster. The monster is me. We are. Yeah. The, we are the same. Well, well the, even the problem was that, them trying to leave the lab. Even with that yeah. too is originally early on they were you know she was talking about how it comes out longer and longer and i saw that as them presenting kind of a ticking clock element you know you have to separate the symbiosis before the alien takes all of the time and it before it no leaves yeah i mean they even say it like we don't know if it's gonna eventually be able to stop needing a host and like discards it like a cocoon and then they just toss that premise aside pretty much (laughs) well and that that definitely comes down to the like our our pick a lane issue like are we supposed to like this monster or is it like a, a monster that's gonna fuck everything up right are we worried for humanity or are we worried for the monster because we we can't really be worried for both and the answer is not Neither. <laughs> right. And that's the problem. Like like we can we can be worried about losing our humanity and killing the monster or harming the monster or whatever. Like we can we can worry about that. But like by the end of it, like we, we are kind of brought to the realization that like this thing could maybe be brought to a situation where it's not a huge threat. Like maybe there's an alternative way to feed it, maybe there's something else, but we don't get to know. We don't get to find out. I mean, we have we and have no we, we have c- no like, reason. I could prob- see them eting this movie and it working. Um, like uh, I think a cool way to do it was like if she was bit, there's another symbiote, you know. And uh, the the film ends with both of them using their symbiotes to destroy the lab, teaming up and like both their eyes going deanverd, <laughs> like both their eyes go deanverd, and like the thing comes out of their mouths and they fuck up everything. And we're rooting for the monster. Like that would have been great. Been yeah. Because here's the thing: we get a little bit of that. Because, like, I was, like, really excited during some of the monster fight stuff. I was rooting for it. I was like, yeah, kill the guards. It's going to be fucking awesome. And, like, that's great. I just, a little more of it. You know, like, a little bit more camaraderie with the monster. A little part of me was half expecting, like, an ex machina type of thing where it just uses her to get out of the facility and then discards everything else. And it disappears into the world to wreak havoc. My problem with that is it makes our protagonist look like an idiot. Like, it'd be really hard to do that in a way that doesn't make our hero look like a total moron. I think by the end, she absolutely looked like a moron. She made so much wild speculation that was based on absolutely nothing in this movie. For instance... When she goes into the cage to sing to the monster, like, she has been told at this point that they had tried to feed it anything other than people. Like, they tried to feed it rats, pigs, whatever, and they learned that, like, ah, we gotta throw people in there in the cage with it so they get scared and their brain releases a lot of cortisone and then it can drink that up. But that's the only, like, it'll only eat people, and if it doesn't, like, Constantine starts to die because they're bonded. And she goes in there and tries to nourish it by singing to it, and then later suggests that the way to remove it is to 
give him temporary symptoms of the disease that the other cosmonaut had, which is why the alien didn't choose him as its host. So she says, oh, well, if we give you the symptoms of that disease, then it'll have to leave your body and it'll die before you do, and then we can make you healthy again. And that is based on nothing. Yeah, I found... That is, like, she has no reason no evidence to believe that that will successfully separate the two and not just kill them simultaneously because they're linked together and it's like by the end when she's going off of these wild suppositions like i don't trust her anymore by the end of the movie well that's the thing i found the the addition of the other cosmonaut being alive and having addison's disease or whatever really hack and kind of convoluted and didn't do anything yeah and the fact that like she uses it as an idea to try to get him out to a hospital and it obviously immediately doesn't work all she knows all she knows is that when the alien entered the the pod it had two people to choose between as its host and it chose the healthy one over the sick one that logic tracks actually it doesn't because like they they wouldn't let a cosmonaut up if he had like she said she said that the they couldn't detect the disease but the alien could oh i see it was still in too early stages for them to detect it that's why he was able to go up into space but the alien has such acute senses that it was able to detect that one of them was sick and the other wasn't so but it's like okay well i that makes sense that's fine that it picks that it picks the healthier of the hosts but what evidence does that provide that give that infecting the host will make the alien will separate their here's, their psychic bonds. Here's my thing, right? In this kind of movie, it really doesn't matter how right the protagonist is on paper in this kind of like campy movie. Like it doesn't matter how right the protagonist is on paper as long as it works. Like like it's so crazy it just might work is often a thing in these kinds of movies because And if it had worked, I wouldn't have questioned yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. the problem is that it doesn't. So, yeah, the so majority of this the, movie is not if, campy and that's the problem. If I can yeah, that that's where I'm going. If we had had like our protagonist get some sort of victory out of it, like if yeah. if they had managed to do that, it would have been more effective. Like I I agree. I don't take the early stuff or like the tropey stuff like personally. Like I again I enjoy that that sort of thing when it's not done like terribly. And I, I think that the majority of my my qualms of this film do come up with just the ending um, overall. Uh, but we can. Well, yeah, is there any, anything else we want to talk well, about? I, no, I mean it's just bad writing. I think having the the cosmonaut in there to begin with. I think. It's just kind of a convoluted way to push the story forward. I I think it would have been fine if, like, uh, something more had come out of it. I I agree with you, Cleveland. It would have been been hokey if that plan had worked, but I wouldn't have questioned it. The problem is that she makes this wild assumption, tries it, and then it fails, so it just leaves her looking like a moron— which, as our protagonist, like, I don't, I'm not supposed to feel like she's stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt, and like, when the attempt to separate them doesn't work, 
And she's like, ah, damn, I can't believe that didn't work. I'm like, why would you think that would work in the first place? place right. So I, I know I agree with you. Like if, if they had given her a victory, it would have been mm-hmm. it would have been more forgivable. The fact that it's like she makes a stupid, uh, a stupid decision and it and it doesn't work is like, OK, well, then she's dumb. Right. Well, like she's here's, here's the thing, too. Then. Like it was set up for it. Like like she she gives him the thing that rejects him. Or that will cause the creature to reject him, or whatever. It still needs somewhere to go. Something happens that gives her a reason to feel yeah, so like real sympathy host. for it, and it's her, right? Like, like there are so many ways. Like, I think this, this could it. have been done like effectively in either direction. Again, like if they'd picked a lane. Um, and honestly, I would have been great for them just like going like full on into the campy lane. I there are plenty of great movies that start out with one tone and end with a very different one that I yeah, love. Sure. Like, I don't have a problem with that even. What it is 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 purely just how the ending is muddled so yeah i i would like to set up the ending and then you did some research so i'll let you i'll let you take that Mm -hmm. um but something that is continually referenced in the movie is that constantine has a son that Mm -hmm. he abandoned or that that we think he abandoned in an orphanage so he could go off and be a cosmonaut and be famous it's revealed that or so as he tells uh, Tatiana, he didn't know about the baby. The baby's mom did not tell him that that she had the baby, and so that when she died, he went into an orphanage. And now, oh, when I get back from space, I have to go to Rostov to get my boy. I abandoned my boy, you know. So then it I've becomes abandoned my boy. The the problem is that it becomes a very sloppy and heavy-handed metaphor that the alien is his guilt about abandoning his child. Right, which it is- represents I he he says multiple times I am that I am the monster. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. You got it. Yeah, so it's um uh which is which is why I started like uh making jokes about talking as the alien uh and referring to his host as Papa. It's uh, like I got to go get go back on. and get my alien son. Yeah, I got to get my alien son, which uh is fun. I I I think uh is, is goofy and uh and dumb and I'm here for it. I but, mean the, the having like, having a, a kind of paternal relationship with the alien is fine, but the 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 introduction of the little boy is and like every now and then jumping back to that he's in an orphanage and he's in a wheelchair but he can still kind of walk and every night he keeps trying to steal the key from the nurse's station so he can do something or other mm-hmm. it's like that stuff is just like that does that none of that shit works as far as i'm concerned <laughs> it just does not jive with the movie at all and the ending we get a uh, big scare quotes on this payoff for that um, where, uh, you know, Constantine shoots himself, so he and the alien both die, and uh, uh, Tatiana decides she's going to go to Rostov and adopt his son, because it's the right thing to do. And then, Cleveland, I'll let you take it from here. So, she goes to Rostov. When he shoots himself, we were like, all right, well, what's going to happen now? And I said, well, she's going to go back to get the boy. Yeah, you call you, Yeah, she's, she's going to adopt the boy. And y'all were like, no, she's not. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's a campy movie. It's the only option like that's left. Um, and sure enough, she takes the bus there. And we cut back to the boy who opens his little box um, that he's yeah, been trying the, to get a hold of. The mean nurse gives him a present. Yeah. And OK, really weird line of dialogue. The child is in an orphanage. We know this. And the mean nurse 
says to the child, like when she's handing her the box, don't you have parents? <laughs> she works in an orphanage. Why is she asking that question? And then also she says later on as one of her last pieces of dialogue that she's been working here for two decades. Yep. So she's been working here, but she doesn't know where she is. But um, she, she gives him a present, which is a a pair of used Adidas. An old pair of Adidas. An old pair of used Adidas. He puts them on and he can walk again. Yeah. Like straight up, he Not, puts on a pair of Adidas and is, and is granted the, the power to walk. And and so he starts uh, walking and or hobbling uh, uh, towards the doors. And she, she says something like... Uh, I've been working here a long time, but I know you'll do just fine out there or whatever, which is really irresponsible to let this like it means nothing child who can anything. who can barely walk uh, 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 just just go on out into the world. That's extremely irresponsible. But uh, anyway, uh, the, the kid turns back around and says something along the lines of I'm not a boy. My name is Tanya is Tanya and which is a shortened nickname for, for Tatiana, Tatiana, which we've seen. Tatiana be called a couple of times in the movie. Like, a couple of folks call her Tanya. Mm-hmm. And then the child goes outside. Or at least what I perceived was the same child goes outside. Yes, and that, is, that's what happens. Is yeah. picked up by Tatiana. And Who we're says, like, my name is Tanya. Yep. To the child. To the child. And we're like, what's going on? Are they, how, what, yeah. What are is they this? Both, they're both Tanya? Yeah. The boy turned out to be a girl who's also named Tanya? Is there a movie called I, Tanya? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I, <laughs> beyond, I haven't seen it, so beyond that, I can't reference it. But, um, uh. It's pretty good. Oh, okay, word. Uh, so, and then, and then roll credits. Uh, and we're, yeah, Sputnik. Absolutely baffling. Absolutely baffling. Doesn't make any sense at all. You so, did some research. I did some research because I was very confused. I was like, wait, why is, well, because why it is the boy's son sense. named it's Tanya? Gibberish. It's gibberish. Like, in, in this dumb, in this dumb horror action feel-good movie, like, what is, what is the, why, why, what, why is the, the boy named Tanya? Yeah, what is going on? You have to look it up because it's gibberish. Is it Tanya? Right. And so it is, uh, is the answer. So, uh, warning, spoilers are for Sputnik ahead. Uh, this is on, uh, uh, the inverse uh, dot whatever did uh, an interview with the director. Uh, so all throughout Sputnik, we see a neglected child in an orphanage. We do not know their name until the very end. We assume he is Constantine's son until we learn the child is actually a young Tatiana in flashbacks. Our story deals with trauma. Uh, Abramenko tells uh, the, the director uh, tells inverse about his film's surprise ending. Our main protagonist has trauma. Even Colonel Samirodov, uh, a, a terrific villain, uh, toot your own horn, uh, has his own trauma. We thought we needed our audience to know why Tatiana ended up like she is, uh, why she's so taut. We wanted to show her background in that way. Everyone has their own personal trauma, and that ending is part of Tatiana. So she goes and picks herself up from the orphanage. So we learned that she has a soft side. What? The- <laughs> Hold up. Hold up, that opens a whole can of worms. The th- themes of trauma throughout this movie are not well done at They're not. All. They, this movie has nothing to do with trauma. I had no reason to believe that Tatiana had any sort of trauma. We, when, we did, when was well, that? We, when was well, that ever established? What was very much established multiple times is that she needed to give results. She uh, she said at the beginning that Constantine had PTSD and that's why he didn't remember what happened to him in space. But we learned that's but a lie. That's revealed to be a lie. That he was aware of all of it. So and he's been hiding is, it. 
Okay, so I think I think I'm understand. Like, I do think that some of this is on us, but yes, there is one part so that is. I, no, I, I do, think it's bad writing. I mean, it's, it's, both. it's both. It's both. It's both. I think that now that now that I'm actively thinking about it with this in mind, when the kid walks out, it's his son. It I is think not it her. Is, yeah, I think and she is picking up the child. I think it is a different kid. Yes, but they're both wearing tracksuits <laughs> and coats. So they look the same. I think that his son is wearing a weird thing on his head. That's the only difference. But, but yeah, right. Like, I just thought that like the, He's the, wearing the, son, the same the, the son who is calling himself Tatiana in my head, like was the same, was, the same was wearing coat the same coat, and the same track and I just suit. put that on when they walked out. Like, I, I thought it was like a cultural thing. Like they just went outside and they're putting it on and put on a hat because it's cold outside because it's Russia and it's yeah. always cold. Uh, so like the, the child the doesn't f- look different enough, but it is a different child. But It is a different kid. But I like we did not catch that. No, like they look so similar enough that we didn't get that. The only other thing that I now am remembering and this one is on us, but it's still bad. It writing. is set up a little bit. Not enough. We do see that same pair of sneakers in her suitcase at the beginning when yeah. she gets to. There are the, signs. It it does do I just things. Didn't, I just didn't remember it's that just, until I'm forced to the think problem, about it. The problem is, is that earlier on in the podcast, we also critiqued that we didn't. You were saying you didn't know enough about this character and it made it very difficult for you to sympathize. That's because they were fucking holding their cards too close to their chest for a big reveal at the end. Where was the foreshadowing a that she had A completely unearned reveal, exactly. There it's... is some dialogue between her and Constantine about it, but it's very minimal, and it's not enough, frankly. Like, especially when the movie has such, like, like dumb, dumb energy. Oh, my God. Like, to do with, like, again, like, like the other stereotypical things and, like, the other action-y bits that, like, it's not priming you to look for, like, a who is Kaiser Soze ending. Like, we're not, we're not wondering, like, who is, like, 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 who is the boy? We're not, we're not left... Like we're not primed for that. Like we're primed for dumb action ending, and so like the 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 heady reveal is so like obtuse that it. it Did she? At any you point- don't earn a metaphor on trauma if your film has not been about trauma very well. You know it. If the main themes are trauma, you failed. I did not get yeah. that the theme was trauma at all. Yeah, no, at I all. think the only element of trauma in there is. She traumatized a child by drowning him. Or Constantine experiencing, you know, the the alien killing the people and being traumatized by that. But the, even that is kind of brushed aside. He doesn't act traumatized exactly. by it, it. It's once again, there are, it is a matter of picking a lane. There are little elements of that theme in there, but they're foreshadowed by all of the fucking other flavors in the soup, right? Like, this stew just has too many flavors in it. They're pouring yeah, in, they're pouring God, in like, fuck. tons of cheese and, like, you know what? I love soy sauce. Let me throw some soy sauce in here. You know what? I really love pineapple. I'm gonna throw some pineapple in here and lots of cheese and I really love fucking Mentos. Let's throw those in there. Mentos are delicious. And, like, it's just, it's, it's just a kid throwing everything that they like into a soup without like thinking about like how they're going to play off of each other and what they're going to mean. The theme of like hosts and like parentage and neglect like is fine. Play into it more. The the theme of trauma <laughs> is is fine. 
play into it more. The the theme of like the monkey, like like the theme of the fox in the hen house is great. You have a you had the ideal setting for a fox. The theme of the alien that looks like a small monkey. Yeah, like like let the monkey loose. Like let the monkey into the orchestra. Let's see what happens. The monkey's paw. And and that comes back to like how I think this film could have really been saved. And it it it, almost all of it just comes down to like the ending and like you'd have to pat the runtime a little bit more, um, or remove some of the hallway uh, and other bits. Like (laughs) cut cut some of that. Yeah, cut some of that. Yeah, or, don't pad the runtime. Um, save. Uh, give me uh, when you when you use that sting. Just use at the beginning. Use it. Cut to black and give me Sputnik in big letters. You know, make it big dumb guy energy fun. You know, make it fitting. Uh, and and when we get to the uh, and, and then cut it out and then don't keep it rolling when they're continuing to walk down the hallway and find another fun spot to use it. I don't give a shit when a scene where we get a nice big part of this facility where all the soldiers are, all the guns are, maybe like where the general is at, right? Like the a, like a big spot for a big final action scene to take place. And that's where we get the bit where she's also become a host of the creature or something else, and they both team up and destroy the place and big a big dumb guy explosiony energy ending. I would have fucking loved it. Uh, another th- another you thing need to, you need to see Super Eight, my dude. Everything you're describing, yeah. you would you would love Super Eight. Cool, I, maybe Super I would. It's a very okay movie, but like, like everything you're describing is just Super Eight. Like, I would have given it five stars, but I would have had I, I would have had a great time with it. Or go like dig deeper into our protagonist. Let us see some of that side of her. Give us some more time. with with Constantine, like, give us some reasons to feel sympathetic for Constantine because we don't get that. We yep. do not have enough reasons. I agree. Um, uh, we're left on this weird middle ground between, like, because, like, when he says, I'm the monster, whatever, it's in me, like, we're not we're not feeling sympathetic. We're not feeling sympathetic nope. for the spider beast. Um, but uh, she is, apparently. But, but she is, and we need more time. Like, I, I, you can do it. You can absolutely make us feel sympathy for this, like, wretched-looking creature, and I would have given this film major props if they, the, if they the brought problem, me there. The problem is that it has to be a very different movie because saying we need more time in a two-hour-long movie is with a, lots cut is a like, failure like, on the movie. Like it just needs to be a different movie, and, and the tone the tone needs to. It's yeah, just like yeah, you said; it needs true. to yeah. pick a lane. It yeah, just needs it, to. Pick, it needs to either try to be like Jurassic Park with an R rating, or like like or, a, like, or a, an alien horror movie, or or yeah, or ET. Like, or R-rated, it needs to either be R-rated Jurassic Park or it needs to be R-rated E.T., but it needs to fucking choose. Because right now, it's just like, we are, we are, they're trying to make us feel sympathy for the T-Rex, and I just fucking don't, man. It's trying to eat the kids, you know? Like, yep. it's like, we're, <laughs> I'm not going to feel sympathy for this thing that, like, just can't exist in this world. Like, like when it leaves the lab, what's going to happen, right? You're just making me want to watch Jurassic because Park. Because right now, this creature is literally, it's a Monsters, Inc. monster. It literally feeds off of fear, and I need something more, man. I need, I need to find... I, they need to have tried to find an alternative for what this thing can eat before they try and leave the lab. Yeah, because like we we are or not have put, some reason to believe yeah. that their separation the singing scene, will actually work. Y'all disagree, but like I think the scene the singing scene would have been even would have been fine. I thought it was great if there had been another bit where she had found a means of feeding this thing something that isn't fear. And you know what? It would have worked just fine if she had. It because feeds. the general still wouldn't have been for it because he wants to see it as see it be a weapon. It feeds on love so she She could have, like, well, here's the thing, too. It, 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 it doesn't... <laughs> Well, that doesn't work. That we don't want. We want we want it to be like it eats. I don't know. Like uh, some, it still needs to be like something it can eat, or maybe it just needs to suck a little bit of blood. 
It doesn't need. Just, it doesn't need a whole. Suck, just suck just a, a little, little bit of your fear. Just a little bit of blood. Just get a little yeah, bit. Of, just get it, a little bit of the fear without having to crack the whole skull. Yeah, open. like yeah, you don't need to crack open just the whole. Just a little nut. bit. Yeah, but like I do like because again, I love like it had a lot of good ideas in here. There were some good flavors. This soup could have been great if you just removed some of the other flavors, and I, I could have actually like tasted the the gourmet cheese you put in there. But you also dumped a lot of soy sauce in, and I can't taste it. Yeah, because like there's gourmet <laughs> cheese in there. Like like the idea of this thing like. Making people as terrified as they possibly can be before it like cracks open their skull and hat and like and like feasts on their cortisol is awesome. That is a cool idea, and I'm here for it. But now, don't make me try and sympathize with that creature. Well, don't you? You got to pick. You got to choose. And in a movie with that concept, I really don't find this movie scary at all. No. Like, and mm-hmm. I don't think general audiences would be scared. At all, I don't. I don't it, need to be scared I, I, as long as like the the scenes where it's murdering like like tons well, of troops look cool and I, are fun. I think like in, that's that's still fine even if too. you're trying to play up the concept of it, you know, feeding off of fear. You want scary. it to be scary. I agree. Yeah. You know, you want to experience that same fear that it's trying to consume. I think it's a fu- it's a fun concept in in premise. I mean, it is just the film it. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, oh. but yeah. it's like, yeah, I agree with you. Like if the, if the monster eats fear, then make it scary. Mm-hmm. And, and they just, and yeah. they just didn't and like the thing is the, the monster, design the monster, is perfect. The monster looks great and the CG is surprisingly Supreme. good. Like yeah. I would have, I would have, obviously I would have loved it even more if it had been practical instead of CG or at least a but, mix. But the CG looks great. The monster looks very good. It looks like a scary alien monster. So it's like either try to make me sympathetic for it and do the E.T. thing or do the it eats fear and make it scary. Fucking pick one. (laughs) Yeah. That wraps things up. Yeah, yeah. that's everything we need to um, I'll start because it was my pick. I don't hate this movie. I didn't even find myself particularly bored during it. I think it's got a lot of good ingredients. It's nicely shot. The acting is competent. The aesthetic is fine. The monster looks good. It's got a few good sequences, but it really cannot decide what it wants to be at all. And holy shit, it does some very, very sloppy writing, especially with her adopting herself at the end. What the fuck? I like to think I'm a relatively attentive viewer (laughs) for most movies, and all of that shit just went straight past me. I'm willing to take some of the blame, but not all of it. I'm not going to have to meet the movie halfway on that one. Um, But overall, not a terrible time. Will I go running back to this one? No. Do I regret watching it? Also, no. Uh, I'm going to give it a three out of five. Yeah, I'm going to mirror a lot of that. I think this movie is very mid. Uh, (laughs) Great. Like, honestly, the writing is just kind of bad. It has a nice aesthetic. The monster looks cool. And I think the acting is pretty decent. But the writing is just not good. And it it bounces between just tropey, playing it safe writing and just bad melodrama. And the thing is, I like campy movies. But the thing is, camp 
has to be paired with entertainment. Mm -hmm. And this movie is not entertaining. You know, while it has the corniness of like a campy movie, it doesn't have the entertainment factor of a campy movie. So I can't recommend it to people. And I have a hard time thinking about who I would recommend this movie to in general. Like I wouldn't recommend it to people who are like into art house type of, you know, Russian movies and i i would have a hard time recommending it to people who are into spielberg stuff because i think it's just a little too slow for mainstream audiences it's not the worst movie by any means it's not even the worst movie i've seen this year but i'm gonna give it a three as well i think this movie is for people who like alien for the wrong reasons uh or not enough of the right reasons you can't you can't like alien for the wrong reasons i that that's not a thing i i also agree with all those things i think uh that the the music was fucking awesome uh and it's a shame in a vacuum it's it's badass and fun uh but uh like not for hallway music with a stew like this uh, here's here's my take on it. Like when you have this sort of a stew that just has too much of everything in it, I still like to watch movies like this because like I can just I can get a pair of chopsticks and just pull out the fancy cheeses and put them on a plate and just enjoy those and just push aside the the rest. And if you're a fan of like cool creature designs, this creature is a really fucking cool design. Like it's like there's really good like lumps of like tasty cheese like in in this in the like little nuggets of of tastiness like in this this stew but the other flavors are ruining it but if you just just take them out and just enjoy that for what it is and shut your brain off to the rest of it if you can separate yourself like from the other elements i think you can have a fine time watching this movie and like there are people like who can who can sit through a slow film and enjoy like the dumb campy elements like i i think that like those people are out there i really am like in love with that design like so much i'm gonna give an extra 0.5 off of that but no more because the ending you know i'll say for the ending too is again like if we'd been primed for more cerebral stuff it would have been fine like her discovering herself and sort of recognizing a part of herself by like taking in this child and we see that she also is an orphan there's something to that but it wasn't done right and also like the the scenes where like it kills the colonel is like fucking awesome like it takes off half his head and like he collapses and like it looks it looks good i wish they'd done that practically but yeah that's personal preference i agree like it, it's done well it would have been better like it would have been better if it was it was practical but like um it it does look good so yeah i'm gonna give it a 3.5 but no more no more than that but yeah there there's some tasty bits of cheese in that but man you gotta you gotta you gotta take like the the other the other things out um with well it. so yeah if you like cool creature designs you'll you'll probably enjoy it for that alone but like you know watch it when you're doing something else or or something like i don't know you can't you have to subtitles, yeah. subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> that's true that's unless true. you unless you uh speak russian this yeah. one requires you to, yeah but i mean do you really need to read the dialogue like uh, i mean i guess you don't but i i mean whatever uh, it, that'll give Sputnik an average of 3.2 out of 5 pods and I'll just say that I agree with Cleveland in the sense that the perfect metaphor for this movie is a stew with chunks of cheese floating around yeah if you go to a restaurant and you're served that you have to question the restaurant itself and yeah, why they're like, serving oh, you that okay. I, was, I wasn't expecting yeah. chunks of cheese in my stew but okay yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, which is the thing too. Like, I wouldn't go to the movie theater to partake in this film. I would. I would watch it at home while doing something else. You know, like yeah, like, it's fine. It's on like, Hulu. Yeah, I said it like, was a Shutter film last week. Like, I was wrong. The movie theater's the restaurant is in this dumb metaphor I'm I'm carrying forward. But like, yeah, it's you know, yeah, that's what it is. 
Yeah, it's fine. Um, see it or don't. This is definitely one of those. What, what's next week? Uh, Cleveland's pick. It is my Ooh. pick. Tease. I have a. I have a question. Yeah. We've we are, or Ben. It, it's one of you two. Like we we've talked uh-huh. about this before. Isn't there one of you who hasn't seen Predator? No. <laughs> no, we've both seen. We've, we've both seen Predator. Okay. It rules too. It Predator's rules. awesome. Have y'all done it on the podcast? No, we've covered the most recent one, but not the OG. Yeah, I was just uh, while we were talking about this movie, I was just thinking like I want a really good dumb guy action horror oh, film, yes. and Predator is that. Predator is one of the all so, time great. Let's just get a movie that that is just all chunks of cheese in that stew. Let's get a film that is. Just- <laughs> It's just, just is um, fondue, right? Like it knows what it is, um, and it's good. Uh, so how about how about we do Predator next week? Well, holy shit! I wasn't expecting that, but I will not fucking complain. Yeah. Predator is awesome. Uh, we've been kind of saving that one up for a while, and let's fucking do it's it. It's time. Yeah, let's get Predator. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Let's fucking do it. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, surprise. Come back next week and uh, hear us talk about one of the greatest uh, action horror movies of all time. I'm comfortable saying that now. Yeah. Uh, I can guarantee that it will be a gushing uh, review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all three of us, definitely. Yeah. Who's, who's our sponsor this week, Cleve? Uh, this week is brought to you by The Little Spider Inside, <laughs> a children's book uh, that you shouldn't read to your children. Ooh. Um uh, the spider is inside all of us, uh, and uh, my dog is is attacking me. Ah, Piglet, she, <laughs> has, she has the spider inside her. Piglet, no, Piglet, stop! I'm not even. No, okay, I was play around. A spider named too. Piglet. She's getting. She's getting. She's like, where's my dinner? Charlotte's Web. She hungers. That's some she, pig. She hungers. This week is brought to you by Charlotte's Web. This week some is pig. You. Some pig. This movie sure was some pig. Not okay. All right, <laughs> I'm, right I'm gonna wrap this up. Yeah, it's fine. she's getting, she's getting she's going wild. Uh, if you like the show, <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you like the show, leave us a five stars on Apple Podcasts and a nice review. Uh, if you like dogs, then leave us five stars for this good pig beast that is currently making a scene in my living room uh, and knocking the mic. And it's all it's all good. Five stars for that. Uh, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PodPeoplePod and at Letterboxd.com slash PodPeoplePod, where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to the corresponding episodes. I'm on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And, God damn it, dog. I'm occasionally <laughs> tweeting for Light Arc Studio as we continue to put out progress on It Stares Back. Uh, 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 go check us out on Steam. Uh, we're in early access uh, and about to release our next chapter, uh, the next chapter of our grand adventure across the great tapestry, Tower Call. So go check us out. Um and uh, yeah, tell your friends. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also see the rest of my work on ArtStation. And uh, stay tuned uh, with uh, Dread XP as well, as I've got some uh, some more work with them coming up as always. And check out the uh, while we're here, uh, check out the uh, the Dread X Collection games. They fucking rule. Um, and I think that is everything from yours truly. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Next week is Predator. Get hyped. Bye. Ooh.